0: Hello everybody, welcome to this week's edition of the NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Nicholas Sacco, and today we have Josh Ward helping us preview and review all of the senior men's and women's action. We'll also chat to the senior coach of the St. Mary's Football Club, Fabian Corelli, following a big month ahead for his side in Men's Division 2. We've got all that plus so much more. Hopefully you guys can keep up with my raspy voice in this edition, but helping me get through will be Josh Ward. Josh, great to have you on. Always great to be on, and it was a very interesting weekend, to say the least, it, in, across all
1: the competitions, and looking forward to this week as well.
0: It absolutely was, and, and we'll get straight into it, because, gee, Melbourne Greyhounds Division 1 is shaping up to be one heck of a season. There was just so many wonderful results. They were all really close as well in nature, too, so we'll get straight into it. The match of today ended up being the, the biggest margin of the round and that was when we went out to year reserve to see Bandura and Heidelberg and well it was a pretty close game up until half time, a three point mm-hmm. half time margin to Heidelberg, but the Tigers well they just went about it after half time. They ten goals to four in the second half. Josh Mano kicked five. Four of them in the second half and well, Tigers made a big statement. That's a massive statement from them, you know. <laughs>
1: The last time they'd faced against a side around them in Montmorency, they went down by one point. But this win is a massive sta- is a massive statement from them. It shows that, you know, they they genuinely mean business. And yeah, like you said, Nick, it was a very tight, a very tight first half. I would have thought, you know, Heidelberg were the more dominant side, but they just couldn't take advantage of their opportunities. But then they did that second half. Josh Noke, he's just such an X factor up in that forward line you know he's he's starting to hit his straps 12 goals in his last th- three games so dangerous signs for for whoever comes whoever comes to face Hard- faces Heidelberg this these next couple of weeks because he is really h- hitting form well you
0: will beat a perfect matchup because they've got a Greensboro team here we know a very good defensively <laughs> as well Sam Gilman was the other one that really impressed as well I thought for mm-hmm. the Tigers particularly in the ruck he was just so superb giving first use to the likes of Matthew Smith and Lockie Wilson was just really brilliant yeah and that was um, that was key I reckon
1: for the day because you know Bandura have a very classy midfield but their defence is, is a good defence but if you immediately pressed them hard then it would have caused a bit of trouble and if you immediately got it out of the centre clearance as well they they got pretty much I reckon five or six goals from centre clearances immediately after Bundoora kicked the goal so yeah it's it was such a it was such a potent midfield on the day, really sam Gilmore was a massive it di- was a massive difference in there. Lockie Wilson. he just kept dish- kept dishing it up to his fo- uh, to his forwards really well. Matthew Smith just did what he
0: did best, worked hard, and a- always created chances in probably what was the most incredible result of the round out at uh, Greensboro Wall Memorial Park, the borough and West Preston lakeside well, we know they 've got a good rivalry, and we know. <laughs> They put up some pretty good re- results, but I don't think anyone was expecting a draw between these two sides. <laughs> Greensboro are probably stiff because they had a lot more scoring shots in the end, but um, West Preston Lakeside, they had a nice start to the game. Six goals to four lead. The Barra slowly clawed their way back into it, or was it the other way around? Was it, was I it think one? it was the other it way was. around. It was, yes, actually. you're right. Sorry, yeah. So it was the Barra that had the good start. The Roosters clawing their way back into the game as well, and then kicked the first goal of the last quarter. The barra had it in their territory for most of the game. Sorry, for most of the last quarter, and kept pushing and pushing and was able to kick some vital goals. And then the Roosters through Josh Intino Santa kicks one late in the game. And then the barra, just when they thought they were out of it, they were able to get a shot on goal, goes through for a behind, and scores remain level once the siren goes. Well, phenomenal effort. We we probably tipped the barra coming into that game. Just because the Roosters hadn't been that convincing in the last few weeks. They went down as well um, to McLeod last week. So, you know, there was a few signs about where they were going this year. But they did incredibly well to get a draw out of that, I felt.
1: They'll be very happy that they got a draw out of that. The Roosters, you know, they came back really well. I I think I saw... during the game as well out at Yulong Reserve I saw that you know the borough had a I think they were up by six or five goals early in the early in the first they came back hard and you know I knew this would be a close affair I just I just didn't expect it to be a draw, you know, because last time, last year, when we were out there, it was a one-point victory for the Barra. I thought it would have been maybe just a little bit more, maybe two or three goals they'd win by, but yeah, it's a great effort from West Preston side. So Greensboro will feel hard done, done by as well, because like I said, they had more scoring shots, but they in that last yeah. term, they didn't take advantage of their opportunities. They kicked two goals, six, only the 18 points. So, yeah, that might be something they'll they'll look to improve on. Usually they'll, they're deadly accurate in front of goal, but maybe that's one one exception this week. But yeah, it's um it, it's a bit disappointing for them. But the bar, but West Preston
0: Lakeside uh, is a very handy two points for them, I reckon. I'll tell you who else would be disappointed would be North Heidelberg, because in hindsight they probably should have mm-hmm. beaten Bob Moransy, but they went down by ten points. The Bulldogs led at every change heading into the last quarter, but a five goal to two. Final term from the Magpies was enough. Liam Whale-Buxton and Paddy Fitzgerald, six goals between them. They're just superb in that forward line. Billy Hogan kicked four for North Oldenburg, but it puts the Bulldogs on the bottom of the ladder now. And and in such a competitive division, you, you don't want to be too far behind the pack because... You, you know, you don't. If you start falling away as early as now, then it's going to be very difficult to come back up. A Handy win for Montmorency, but the Bulldogs just need to find them somehow. They do, and yeah, they'll, they'll they'll be very disappointed. You know, it's
1: a bit of a similar story to when they faced them last year as well. You know, they led pretty much in every break and had a very handy lead before conceding. You know, a massive final final, to him. and yeah, going to, going down in the end. But yeah, Montmorency, they need to pick up these wins against. You know. sort of lower sides than them like in North like in North Harderbergs Whittlesea and Hurstbridge and they've done just just that, and they did that this week. They had to do it the hard way, but they they got the four points. Liam Buxton he's just gone from strength to strength this year. I knew he, I knew coming into the season he would be a massive, massive <laughs> signing for uh, for the Magpies, but he's just been remarkable for them. But yeah, they they've had a tough have North Heidelberg these to start the season. You know they faced West Preston, Lakeside, Bandura Montmorency Morancy, all top
0: sides. But but in it, saying that. They've been really close to so to yeah. those sides as well they only lost to, to Bandura by twenty points they only lost to West Preston by I think it was three or five points I think and they lost to Heidelberg as well by tw- by only twenty two mm. points so they'll
1: look to take a couple of scalps this week you know uh, next week you know they've got they've got Whittlesey, I believe that's also yep. at home so yeah that they need to get the win there otherwise it is dangerous signs for the bulldogs
0: so definitely one to keep an eye on well speaking of Whittlesey A big win for them at home as well, (laughs) defeating a very, very inaccurate McLeod side. But the Eagles, well, they just didn't have to hold on. We talk about banking wins. Well, it was important for them to do the same. They had a rough few weeks as well coming into that game. But they got the seven-point win and puts them in good stead to make it back-to-back next week against the Bulldogs.
1: Yeah, and... Yeah, uh, this is a bit of a, an upset to me. I feel because you know McLeod came into this game uh, coming off a win against West Preston Lakeside. You would think that they'd, they'd be dominant against uh, against Little C but you look at the amount of behinds they kicked twenty seven behinds and only the only the eight goals kicked. That that is something they need to address this this coming week because that is a very, very poor effort from them. And yeah, inaccuracy kills you in most in most games and it did out at the showgrounds. So I reckon it's back to the drawing board for, for the Kangaroos.
0: Yeah, well, look, I mean, they'll be very happy with how they went about it last week. They took their opportunities against the Roosters. Didn't quite happen for them this time, but they know that they're up there. They know that they are capable yeah. of performing <coughs> against those sides that are around them as well. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, and then the last game was Norcott Park, another win for them. They defeated Hurstbridge by thirteen points. A great result for the Cougars and, and you know they continue to to get these wins and even though the first one they got against McLeod was, you know, not to everyone's surprise but um, an important drought breaking win. That's two wins for the season for them. And they're really trying to push away those relegation talks. But they're doing any good style against against sides that are around their mark and a nice win against hersbridge It's a very nice win indeed.
1: And yeah, they're starting to improve a lot. I reckon Northcote Park, you know, they only just lost to Greensboro the week before they get the win against McLeod. They, they, they've slowly started to build this season and it's great to see, you know, after the struggles they've had. Alex Boyce, what a way to respond after not kicking a single goal the previous week. kick six on the against Hurstbridge, and that is just unbelievable from, from him. A great way to get back into form, but yeah, it's yeah, it's a massive win for Northcote Park. Hurstbridge will be disappointed. You know, they would have expected. I felt like they would have come into this game thinking they'd get the win, and they. I feel like they will against sides you know like McLeod, Whittlesey those types of sides. But yeah, it's it's disappointing for the Bridges
0: Yeah, it absolutely is, and I mean, look, they've. They had a nice start to the year. They were 2-1 they were and one to start the year, but you can tell they're really struggling, and I know they've had some illness as well to contend with, so it hasn't been ideal for them, but they've lost the last four now, the Bridges, so I'll have to keep that in mind. But when you look at the ladder, six points between first and fifth, and four points between sixth and tenth, just really shows how <laughs> even the competition
1: is. It's, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. I, I knew coming into the season as well, it would just be such a tight division. But, yeah, it's just... I'm amazed that it's still... T- I, I'm just still amazed that it's just this t- uh, this tight. Yeah, it's it's it's
0: great to see it, though, from a league point of view. Definitely we absolutely is. love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go to MC Labour Division 2. and And while the games weren't as competitive, there were still some interesting results mm-hmm. to look at. And I think the most intriguing one was this Altham win. Not mainly because we didn't expect Altham to win because we, we probably did expect them to get up, but just the domination they had against a fellow finals-like side in Thomastown. Um, they kept the Bears scoreless in the first quarter. It was an unbelievable effort from the Panthers, and, and they went on to get a, a comfortable victory in the end. Um, Altham are starting to prove they might be the real deal. I know they had a bad loss against the Plenty, and you know they probably had to regroup a little bit, but... You know, the young guys, their blooding is really, really <laughs> impressive. And I'm t- I've almost taken aback back about how much they've improved so quickly. Um, yeah. Altham, very impressive. Yeah, they are such an impressive side. They're... We always talk about
1: how I. I always like how you know young players coming through, and these young players from Altham, it's just it's just so exciting. You know the likes of Daniel Owen, he kicked another bag with four goals. David David Evans, he's he's had a great couple of weeks since he's come to the side against Lower Plenty and kicked the kicked the three goals. It's just so it's just so great to see and
0: Finbar Malley as well.
1: Yeah, I did see he did get name in the best. So that's it's just great to see some of those younger players to come, coming through but to keep thomas town not only to 33 points but only two goals in the first half a very potent a very potent thomas town attack i would have thought as well that is just unbelievable from eltham i would have thought a struggle to contain them they have a good defense but not as good not as good as it was a couple of, a couple of years ago but just to keep him to that that it's just remarkable from the Panthers,
0: well, Anthony Capucci played his first game from injury for Thomastown, and, mm-hmm. and they also still had Michael Tang in the coming out of the yeah. old square, so you're right, um but the Thomastown seventh on the table now, and a similar discussion here that we had with North Heidelberg, and I say similar not in terms of relegation, but you know for that top five. And to be seventh after a third of the way through the year, not ideal. They've had a pretty tough run to the year, but they would want to try pick up the pace pretty quickly. They would, yeah. Like you said, <laughs> they've had a bit of a tough
1: start to the year. You know, they faced off against all the uh, top, all, pretty much all the top sides in Diamond Creek, um, Banyule, um, Lower Plenty, uh, and Al, uh, Altham. That Ultham result was the only real lopsided result. You know they've kept close to, you know they got the draw against Lower Plenty. They it, they lost with pretty much the final kick against Ebbanial. I think they went down by two mm. goals against Diamond Creek. So, yeah, they need to they need to bank some wins these next couple of weeks. And yeah, especially against Panton Hill, who I feel like they're gonna they're a side that's also improving. But and if they lose their Thomastown, it's dangerous signs for them.
0: Well, let's talk about the Redbacks. Who were clearly no match for Lower Plenty. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just a dominant performance from the Bears, an expected one though. To be honest, we we knew that Lower Plenty were, you know, going to bounce back in a big way, particularly after the draw they had last week as well. Um, but uh, Jonathan as well, just out of the gates, just kicking goals, left, right, and centre. He was excellent. Yeah, it's
1: quite <laughs> remarkable. It- what the bag he kicked, Jonathan Sipantis, and I knew they'd respond. Lower Plenty, you know, they would have been a bit disappointed with going with only getting the draw against Thomastown But yeah, great bag of, of ten goals as well. as well supported by Corey Sleep, who who kicked two goals as as well. Billy Barton only needed to kick the two goals, so it shows that Lower Plenty's forward line are fine, even if if Billy Barton's impact has lessened. But it's. It seems evident to me that lower plenty, they don't mind having a, a loss or a draw, uh, they, just bounce, they just bounce back immediately, and that's what they did here at a Cracknell Reserve.
0: Diamond Creek with a nice win as well over an improving Watsonia outfit, so they've had a nice little period here, have mm-hmm. the Creekers, a, mm-hmm. um, a handy 64 points of victory against Watsonia, puts them well within that final conversation now, and... You know, the likes of Joy Norman, again, is just, is just really helping lead this team to to the win that they have. Um, and, yeah, they've, they've been very impressive. We saw them a couple of weeks ago against St. Mary's and they just haven't missed. Yeah, they haven't. And,
1: yeah, I, I would have thought this game would be a lot closer, you know, because I thought Watsonia were a much better side than they were last year and were definitely on the charge. But, you know, Diamond Creek, they just, show, they just showed that why they're one of the top sides with a, a massive win. It was pretty close. You know, for most of the first half, it was only a 16-point margin at half time, but then they just blew them out of the water in in the second half. You know, I think it was what, 72, 72 points and only conceded the 14 points in that second half. So, a, quite, a, a massive point of difference there. You know, Carl Wheatley continued his good form with two goals, leading kick, goal kicker once more for what Sonia Ryan, Ryan Pingree got into form. He's going to... He could, he's such a handy man up forward, and he hasn't really hit his straps. I feel up for, up forward to start the season, but that will give him a bit more confidence. Kicked the four goals and was named best on for the Crakers. But yeah, it's um, it, it's I'm I'm a bit shocked that it was that big of a margin. But full credit to uh,
0: to Diamond Creek. And Bad well, they continue to put the pressure on Alpha at the top of the table a massive 169 point win over the Fitzroy Stars at home. Um, you know, when you kick 31 goals, um, you know, you, it just shows how dominant you can be in the competition. Jack Langford, seven majors for him. Lockie Turner piped in as well with four. But, you know, they'll be very impressed with their output again on this occasion, Manuel, because, you know, it sounds a bit of like a broken record. But for these top sides, percentage is also another big thing. And against... The lower sides who are struggling—it's so important to make the most of it. It is, and yeah, they, they did take it, They did get
1: that percentage boost, and it's it's an imposing. It looks like an imposing percentage now for the Bears. The Thing is, as well, they were very very accurate in front of goal. Thirty-one goals and only the ten behinds, which you know you don't see that every day, but it's just deadly accurate from the Bears. And yeah, they kept they kept them. Fitzroy stars also to only two goals which was expected but uh, it's a pretty good effort there for, uh, from the Bears but yeah it's, um, it's a massive win for them and they just keep on rolling.
0: And the final game to look at in MC Labor Division 2 is another big win and this time it was the Barra, uh bouncing back from their defeat to Diamond Creek and a comfortable 108 point sorry 107 point victory over the struggling Epping side well you know, we will speak to Fabian Corelli in a few moments, Josh. But um, you know, the borough, in order for them to continue to be around that mark as well, we, we say it again: yeah. you've got to, you know, be well clear of the sides below you, and they continue to do that. They've proven that already this year, but it's putting them in good stead for what's going to be a big month for them.
1: It is a massive month for them, and I think <clears throat> this win, this win as well, I think it gives them a little confidence. Yeah, it's against the side like Epping, who you'd expect that you'd expect to get a big win. But yeah, I wasn't, I was expecting maybe a 60 to 70 point win, but yeah, it's a very handy hundred point win gives them that percentage boost. And uh, yeah, like I said, it's going to give them massive confidence booster against uh, heading into what is a massive month. And we'll talk about that a little bit with, um with Fabian.
0: Well, let's hear about all the happenings that are going on at the borough. now we'll speak to the CD men's coach of the St. Mary's football club, Fabian Corrali. <laughs> Now joining us on the NFNL podcast is the senior men's coach of the St. Mary's Football Club, Fabian Corelli. Fabian, thanks for jumping on and having a chat to us.
2: I uh, appreciate it. Thanks, thanks for getting in touch with me. It's good to be on board.
0: So six weeks now into the, into the season, we're you know, just past the third mark of, of the year. How, how have you seen your side go about it from your eyes? And, and, and yeah, what have you taken out of the first few weeks of the year?
2: Um, I'm personally from a, a team perspective. I think um, we are tracking along okay. Um, as a club, you know we've we've hit some of the goals that we sort of targeted so far. Um, so that that has been a great thing for us. Um, but then you just you look at the rest of the competition, and it's yeah, you know, the top end. It's such an even competition at the moment. I think um, there's some there's been some really good results, and you, you look at. In a team like Ultham, they're, they're sitting on top of the ladder playing some great footy and and your usual cohorts in um, Lowell Plenty and, and Banyol are still playing that great footy as you'd expect them to do. So it's um, it's probably panning out as expected for, for everyone at this stage, but um, it, it's made for an interesting six weeks so far.
0: It absolutely has, and you're not wrong about how even... The, the competition is. I mean, you know, you look at the ladder, you see someone like Thomastown who was seventh on the table and, you know, you, we know how dominant they can be throughout the year, but um, it just goes to show that when you're riding anyone can beat anyone and, um, yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Uh, we, we, we came out a couple of weeks ago to watch you guys take on Diamond Creek and although you didn't get the result, you were able to blood some youth in that game and, and you know, we know that you guys... Um, have have done that in previous years as well. But just describe, I guess, from a senior's point of view, how important it has been to bring some of those 19s and and reserves into play roles, whether whether there's you know little or lots of unavailability in your regular 22. And um, how great has it been, I guess, to call upon them and know that they can play a role.
2: It has been good. I think we've sort of set that up over the last couple of years, um, and guys have been able to come in. And play roles when they're called upon. Um, you know, we've, we've, we've got some good talent sitting there and we've always had some very strong talent sitting in our reserves grade over the various, over the last couple of years, I've thought. Um, and we've had such a set of lineup that it's been hard to break into at times. Um, and you know, I think our, our policy has been from the outset since I've got to the footy club and that's to continue to develop our youth. And, you know, we're pushing through a lot of our 19s when we can. You know, someone like um, Lockie Reid, who's played four games for us now at senior footy this year, plus he played a, a couple last year, he's, he's testament to what we're trying to do with developing youth at the footy club. And um, you know, he's had some really great showings in, in the four games he's played this year as well.
1: And Fab, is there any other younger players to keep a close eye on this season for, from that junior and under-19s program?
2: Yeah, I think Joel, Joel Wesley's another one that's played a few games this year as well. Um, um, he's come along probably as we expected. You know, he didn't get an opportunity last year um, through circumstance. Um, and um, we've now been able to get a few games into him and he's a really strong inside mid um, and he's come in and and fitted into our program really well and and especially fitted into and complemented the the current mid group that we've got as well.
0: I, I want to talk about I guess the near future because there's some really big games coming up for your side I mean I know you've had a great start to the year you're four and two and, and you know you've had some really great wins as well along along the start of the year, but you know a couple of big games coming up against those top sides, Lower plenty he's one of them I believe as well as Banyule. um you know is there a lot of momentum you take out of the first six weeks of the year and 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 how do you go about tackling that opposition what what and and yeah, I guess what do you want to get out of out of those three weeks?
2: I suppose when you look at when you look at a draw as a coach at the start, you, you sort of understand what you can potentially gain out of what, what's what's going to happen further on. So as I said earlier, we're probably about where we need to be at this stage of the year, and now we've got this—we've got probably the toughest month of footy um, coming ahead um, with Tom uh, Tomo, Lower, and then Banyul So if, if you have four tough games all in a row. Um, so we are, we are playing some, some good footy, although it, it can be a little bit better. We haven't been as consistent as we liked over the last six weeks. And that, that's been our aim at this stage to find that consistency that we hope will enable us to play some really solid footy over the next four weeks against a you know, stronger position. So that's where we see ourselves at at the moment. Um, I personally think that we need to improve on that consistency more than anything at this stage. We've shown some great glimpses in quarters, you know, and in halves, in games, but we just haven't had that full game. I dare say probably the only one was probably the Watsi game earlier in the year where I thought we played nearly four quarters of footy. Um but to, to get anywhere near these, these strong sides at the top of the ladder, I think we need to find that four-quarter four consistent performance.
0: I guess what's been also impressive is the fact that you have been able to get some of these wins despite some key players not playing I mean only recently you were able to bring back Jake Dambrowskis but you haven't had Miles Gould and Dylan Ronalds um, Tane Cotter for example who was you know had a really great campaign last year he hasn't been able to get on the park too much how far away are those guys and, and also how important hasn't been I guess similar to what I asked before in terms of having those other players step up we, we saw Bryce Sullivan a few weeks ago who was you know real provided a really great spark up forward and and Dean Castanini as well has been sold running off half back so with those key players not playing most of the first 6 weeks of the year how important has it been to have those those players come in and fill a role and and, and also how far away do you expect some of those people to be from returning
2: Yeah that that that's been the pleasing thing for us at the moment Nicholas I think just the guys that have that have come in and probably performed above where we expected them to. So someone like Riley Sutherland, um, he, he's been fantastic for us. Um, um, you know, playing in that high half forward wing role for us. Um, and you know, it, it, it's short us up, up forward to to help the likes of, um, Zane Costello and Nick Dean as well. So just have it have, have an extra avenue towards goal. Um, Even the likes of Tommy Carafa, who's come in from Eltham for us, he's he's provided a little bit of a spark up forward too. So he's assisted in that area. Um, And in regards to the players coming back, we're we're hoping to have maybe Miles back. I mean, he went down in the Watsonia game, so we're hoping to have Miles back in the next two weeks, we hope. Dylan's probably about three to four weeks away, we think, still. And Tane Cotter... He's a week-to-week proposition at the moment, so we're not sure whether we'll have him this week or, or the following week. But he can't—he won't be too far away at this stage. So, um, you know, but we've had players come in and 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 help the cause so far. So even someone like Vinnie Locasano, who we've, who we've got from from Moni this year, is um, helped fill in the role, you know, in replace of Tain at this stage. Um, in regards to that, you know, being that dynamic midfielder too that, that, that we miss from Tane when he's when he's out in the park.
1: And Fab, as well, as we touched on before, you've got a very tough month ahead. Will, will it be a different... Will you head into any of these games, you know, thinking you can win them, particularly this week against Eltham, who you face off at home?
2: I um, mean, yeah, well, this one's going to be a real tough one. So you, you look at Eltham and, and, and what... What Rob Hyde's done and, and and the club in regards to turning their list over, and they're they're providing games to all their youth as well, which is which is pretty exciting. And having watched some of their footage already, um, they look like they they are uh, a really dynamic football team. The way they move the footy, and um, you know some of the some of the young players they've got are just uh, exceptional at this stage, and they're playing some great footy. So it's going to be a real challenge for us. Um, you'd think it'd be two even sides, you know, going against each other. Um, so that's what we're hoping for. And hopefully, you know, maybe we can get the edge, you know, being at home this week.
0: And just a final one as well, Fabian, you've obviously been at St Mary's for a little while now. And, you know, you've seen them come up the ranks winning that, that division three premiership a few years back now. How great has it been to see the development in the last few years to see the side really gets settled quickly into Division 2. And and I guess further on to that, you know, does the confidence you have of, of being up to task with some of these stronger sides in the division make you really believe that not only are you up for what the competition holds, but that, you know, you can go further?
2: Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I think we're, we've put ourselves in a pretty good position, you know, um, having settled so well into division two, um, and, and that's complement to the playing list that we've got. Um, you know, they've really really taken to the task of, of trying to make sure that, you know, we make a good fist of it while, we're, you know, as we come into division two, um, you know, and we've, 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 gone along that youth policy and we've picked a core group of players that we think are going to take us to the next level and they've all bought into it. You know, and, it, and it's been a really strong, strong road to get to where we are today, but it's also helped by some of the coaching staff we've brought in this year, which is, which has really made the job a hell of a lot easier as well on my front. So, you know, we've brought in the likes of Ben Shelton. You know, who's a, who's a, was a fantastic footballer for Bumdur and he's coaching our 19s at this year and, um, even Trevor Little, who's coached, um, at Hurst Bridge at senior level, he's come as an as assistant coach in the seniors as well and he's, um, provided some great analysis and input into us. Uh, moving along in the the right direction while we're in Division 2.
0: Fabian, it's been great to chat to you and and great to see the borough continue on their way throughout Division 2, not just this year, but since you've joined the competition as well in the last few years as well. All the best for the month ahead and and also for the rest of the season. Really appreciate you coming on.
2: Uh, Thanks very much. Appreciate it.
0: That was senior men's coach of the St. Mary's Football Club, Fabio Corelli. Really appreciate him giving us a bit of time and talking about the happenings at the St. Mary's Football Club and just about some of the youth they've been bringing in. It's also been very great to to hear his perspective of it all and all of that.
1: Yeah, I, I... I mean, I've been on the the receiving end of of their of their youth. You know, they've got such a ter- they've got such a terrific youth program, a young program out at out at Watmo Park, and it's great to see them. You know, getting their chance to to sh- to shine in the senior men's side.
0: Well, let's head to the Heidelberg Golf Club Division Three review from the weekend, and wow, there were some interesting results. Mm-hmm. Again, probably a couple of them were expected, but there's two really big games to talk about. The first one, Southampton Rang and Lorimer, well, I can't remember the last time the Lions went with back-to-back defeats, but Lorimer have given it to them and they've, you know, pushed them well away from their from their grasp at the moment. A 19-point win four to the power. They were the only side to beat the Lions last year and they've started really well again have Lorimer. They've bounced back after that loss to Old Altham a few weeks ago and yeah, well, they're really making a mark so far. They definitely are and
1: it's getting them back into you know premiership favoritism i feel this win it's a it's a massive win for the power it, you know it it was a massive it, it was i think the second and the third term or third term in particular was the difference i kept south meringue to to only three goals and they went on and kicked over oh, 36 uh, six go- oh, th- i think it was four go- four goals in that term and it was just too hard, too much of a bridge for for South Morang to come to come back here. Yeah, they kicked the four goals, but yeah, it was a very impressive win for Lorimer. Matthew Gersh, what a performance from him in midfield, four goals. Jackson Cecile, he just continues to to shine. Jacob Law, I think Jacob Jacob Lawson, he was also a really good player, best on ground for Lorimer, which was yeah, he's just such a star for the power, but it's. I wouldn't have thought they'd lose two games in a row, South Morang, at the start of the year, the way they were starting it. But I'm a bit shocked that they are, but full credit to the power.
0: Well, it just really opens up the top four now, doesn't it? Which, Mm. you know, is great to see because, you know, we were probably coming into this season thinking it was just going to be them two. But, you know, they have got some challenges now and it makes for an exciting rest of the season in 2022. We'll head to... The other interesting game of the round between Murner and Heidelberg West. Now, the Demons were coming in. Two big wins in a row, albeit they were against Reservoir and Laylor. For me, this was their perfect opportunity yeah. to bounce back. and Well, not to bounce back, but to continue to run against the Heidelberg West side, who had lost their last four games, were completely out of form. They had some people that they were missing as well. Um, and the, the, the Hawks, from behind, get the win. An incredible performance from them, and I spoke to Michael Missen after the game, and I think he was just relieved more than anything to get that win on the board. They still have a lot of confidence in themselves that they can play finals, which is great to hear. Yeah, and I would,
1: I had, I have a feeling he would have been given, you know, <laughs> they've had a last, a tough last couple of weeks facing the top sides in South Mar- South Morang, Old Altham Collegians, Lorimer, Lorimer, and Kilmore. But yeah, to get this win again. It boosts their confidence massively, knowing that they can come back, and they did come back really hard. You know, down by 17 points, three-quarter time, they they kick, they kick 28 points to, to only and only concede the two in the final term. It, it, that's a very, very great come from behind victory you know a couple of weeks ago I wouldn't have thought they'd be able to come from behind mind you they were up against like I said the top four sides but yeah it's a really impressive win Alex Highwood a great performance from him with four goals Nick Patton just continues to shine in, in his in, in, since he's joined the Hawks um but yeah the the, the demons they'll take they'll still take a bit out of this you know they'll they wouldn't i don't i feel i don't think they got close to Heidelberg west last year they'll be disappointed but they'll still like i said they'll still take a lot a lot out of this given you know how mu- how disappointing they were last year and how much they want to be challenging those top sides and and they did and yeah, it was um a very great a very great well a great performance from Heidelberg west though
0: and then the two other results well they were two pretty comprehensive wins again Old Altham Collegians put 38 goals past Reservoir and um, a big 224 point win for them. And Kilmore, well, they did pretty similar as well a 227 point win for the Blues over Leylaw. But again, what those wins do, I mean, percentage wise, very important in this competition. They're the top two sides, Kilmore <laughs> and Old Altham. And. You know, who would have guessed that after six weeks that the Turtles and the Blues would be the ones in the top two of Heidelberg Gold Club Division 3? Definitely not, me, but it's
1: it's <laughs> great to see a couple of, you know, a couple of the new new sides coming across from different leagues, uh, before, uh, performing well and sitting in the top two places, but yeah, two very handy percentage boosting victor, uh, victories, and yeah, it's... It, it just, like I said, it's a very open top four now, and it's great. And yeah, these two, it, it, these two will take a lot out of um, yeah, out of these last couple of weeks and the start of the start of this season. Given now that they're in the top two positions,
0: let's head to the senior women's competitions and get a quick review on all of those games as well. Because again, some very interesting results mm. to look at. We'll start. With winning Edge Division 1 women's and, well, Tymant Creek women's, they, they're just a class above at the moment. We spoke about it last week as well, but an 80-point win over Greensboro. No one looks close to you at the moment. They just have such a quality squad. It's unbelievable. Like I said,
1: I'm amazed at how strong, how strong they are because... Yeah, I would have. They've lost. I think they lost a couple, but you know they've called up a, co- a couple of their youngsters, and it's just great to see them doing well. And well, it's it's unbelievable what they've been able to do. I would have I would have thought they'd comfortably win this, but not by this much. It's a very impressive win against the Borough.
0: Their sixteenth consecutive win in the NFL <laughs> Women's competition. Remarkable effort. From everyone involved at that football club, wasn't the biggest win of that division though. It was actually Montmorency One, a 112-point thumping of Lower Plenty Bundura. So an incredible effort as well from Montmorency One. Um, and yeah, they just um, twenty. Sorry, it was, I think it was 34. Yes, 34 scoring shots to two. So they completely had them from start to finish. The V Western Spurs. Well, they had a nice win over Heidelberg One. Another one of those instances where it was close, uh, you know, for the first quarter, and then they just sort of bounced away. Did the um, the Spurs, and they got a nice win. They did, and yeah, I, again,
1: I wouldn't have thought they'd win so comfortably. I had a feeling they would have won, given you know it's out in their home deck. And Hardberg won, whilst they're a very talented side, they're they're not as talented as the Western Spurs, but yeah, a, a very, a very great win. Stacey Wragge just you know she's she's had a great couple of weeks kicked the th- kick the three goals and Alicia Case, supported well by Alicia Casley and mm-hmm. Dina Bassett that they've got just such great experience through the Spurs. Mm-hmm. they both kicked two goals each and yeah the, it, Emily Desando, it's great to see her continue her good form she's for been the really good this year it, yeah it's um yeah it's a bit disappointing for the Tigers I feel who would have wanted
0: to get a bit closer but yeah it's um mm-hmm. Again, full credit to VU Western Spurs. And then in one of the closest games of the round, the Roosters, three wins in a row for them now. They beat Derby 1 by 13 points. It was a close one for majority of the game, although they were able to get away to a 12-point lead at three-quarter time, and they did enough. Michaeli Moroni got two vital goals, um, and that pretty much was enough as well for the Roosters to get up. So <clears throat> an important win for the Roosters as well, as they continue to to be one of those challenges to Diamond Creek women's. Yeah, they are. And
1: I would have... I, I, I also had a feeling this game would be close, given, you know, I feel like <laughs> these two are also in a similar position. You know, they've got the two sides. They're, their senior sides are, are very talented. But, yeah, very good win for West Preston-like side. A, a bit of a confidence booster once more for them.
0: Um, over to SG Print and Paper Division 2 Women's. A close game between Whittlesey and Darabin 2, but the Eagles got up by 16 points. And I say it was close, but they the Falcons never got to within a single-digit margin of Whittlesey. Mm-hmm. So they were able to do enough. Um, to get the win right from the start. Tiana Markey, best on ground, clearly, for Whittlesey. She was just superb. St. Mary's atop top of the ladder. 78-point win over Diamond Creek Women's 2 at AK Lions Reserve. Um, And they were just in control all afternoon. 11 goals um, they were able to score. One behind only for Diamond Creek Women. So, a phenomenal effort. Jessica Hardy um, is definitely one of the favourites, surely. To win the best and fairest award in that division, she's been brilliant. Yeah, she has, and that's a great performance from St Mary's
1: as, as well. And that again, I would. It's a bit concerning that you know the, the second side for Diamond Creek Women's is is getting th- thumped. You know, maybe maybe it could mean they're vulnerable one week. The the one side and it could be vulnerable to that first loss. But um, yeah, it's it's. Very great to see the borough doing really well doing really well. I expected them, given you know the improvements I felt they made in the off season and they 've done just
0: that very comfortable win for the borough um, and Ba responded in a big way as well after their loss to Fitzroy stars last week they comfortable a comfortable win over Montmoranti two by 66 points but Rebecca Tepala 7 goals that's the biggest bag we've had I think of any player so far in the 2022 campaign that's a phenomenal effort and um, just goes to show the talent that the Bears have in that team they do and yeah she's been such a force (laughs) for the Bears these
1: last couple of years Rebecca Depalo. but yeah 7 goals is a very impressive feat and yeah, just pretty much, yeah, I think it would have tripled, in fact, the the Montmorency 2 scores. It's, again, a bit concerning for the Magpies because, you know, they might have to call up some of their seconds players in a couple of weeks' time if they have flu or, or injuries. So it, it's a bit concerning, this loss. It shows that they don't really have the depth to potentially cover some losses of big names
0: well we spoke to Dan Sheen a few weeks back the, the women's coach of the Banyol side and we just saw he, he told us about all the, all the plays they did have that were improving from strength to strength Drew Barnes is another one mm. that's been really good already this year we know how what how great she can be Casey Woodward as well so you know Heidi Cummins is another one as well so they've definitely got the talent on the park and they're showing it so far um, but Altham they seem to be, for mine, one of the teams to beat. There's four wins in a row after losing the first two games of the year. A big win over the Fitzroy Stars. 44 points was the final margin, and um, that, that was just that's a dominant performance. Alana Murray and Jackie White, two goals each. Um, Shannon Ashby was dominant as well. The Fitzroy Stars are a very good team in this division. I feel, mm. and they've proven that okay already so far. But I think the Panthers are, are taking it to the next level. They are.
1: I'm very concerned, you know, that, you know, they could be uh, potentially what we thought the side of the season, the South Moringa of, of Heidelberg Golf Club Division 3 this year. It's a very impressive win for the Panthers. You know, against, yeah, like I said, a very talented uh, Fitzroy Stars lineup and on their home deck too, you know, they usually make it tough out at Sir Doug Nichols Oval. But, yeah, very impressive win for the Panthers out there.
0: And then to cleaning Melbourne Division 3 women's and a low-scoring battle between... Wallon and West Preston Lakeside too but the Roosters made it two wins on the weekend for both their sides an 11 point win for them only kicking the two goals but it was enough in the end really Hannah Murakov um, was one of the best as well for the Roosters so very impressive stuff from both teams to get the win on the weekend
1: very impressive and yeah it's a bit disappointing for Wallon, I feel like I would have thought they'd come into this game looking to get the win but unfortunately they, they didn't and yeah, this it's, it's helps West Preston Lakeside too a lot. You know, it shows that they can
0: that beat those sides ar- around them. And Myrna and Hurstbridge, both with big wins, both of them keeping their opponents scoreless. Uh, Myrna winning by 45 points over Lorimer with Julia Ceravolo, Awek Dut and Natalie Tadora. Oh, I feel like a broken record saying those names <laughs> that they were in the best every week, but they continue to do it. They're just superb. Um, and then for Hurstbridge, a 103 point, smashing, really, of Heidelberg to um, Sheridan Bennett and Belinda Harris were fantastic for the Bridges. But what that does do is set up a huge game between both of those sides next week. So, Mernda and Hurstbridge should be a really good game. I think they're going to be the two strongest teams in the division, and the winner of that game is going to have a nice early advantage on on taking hold of that division three competition. Yeah, they'll be whoever wins, they'll be in pole position.
1: But the thing... They had similar scoring shots, both sides. I um, think Hurstbridge had two, had three more scoring shots, but the bridges kicked six game goals, seven, and Mynder kicked five goals, fifteen. Maybe, it, maybe they kicked all of those fifteen behinds because of you know the pressure that Lorimer had. And when we spoke with their coach last week, they, he wasn't ex- he was expecting a bit of a fight from Lorimer. So maybe they did put a bit of pressure on them up forward, not giving them any easy shots, but. they might have to improve on that this coming week if they are to to stand a chance against against Turswich but that is is a very mouth-watering matchup and definitely one I'll be keeping a close eye on this well
0: they won't be getting away with it that would be the main thing the Demons won't be able to afford to get those behind I reckon it'll be a really good game and I'm looking forward to seeing the outcome of that one we're going to take a quick break here on the NFL podcast we'll give a quick preview of what we're looking forward to this weekend right after this
2: at Latrobe University, you'll learn lessons that last your entire professional life. You'll be inspired by thought leaders, change makers, and brilliant minds. Teachers who are mentors, too. Learn from experts, then become one. Learn the rules, then how to remake them. Discover your path to success and find your dream course at latrobe.edu.au. Latrobe University, all kinds of clever.
0: You're listening to the NFNL Podcast. We've just about ran out of time here on this week's edition, but before we go, as we always do, we'll go through a quick preview of what we're looking forward to in all of our senior men's and women's competitions this weekend. Josh, there are some cracking games to look
1: forward to. There definitely uh, are. kick it off in Division 1, you know, out of Jay Moore Park, West Preston Lakeside, Montmorency, that, I reckon... Is a very a very interesting matchup, you know. The Roosters coming off a draw and haven't really been in the best of form. Montmorency they'll be looking to take it up against those top sides. A big
0: chance for the Magpies,
1: I think. A massive chance, for, a massive chance for them out there. North Heidelberg, we'll see. That's a danger game mm. for North Heidelberg. I reckon that will be very close out at Shelley St- out at Shelley Street. That's the advantage the Bulldogs have. It'll be out at she- Shelley Street, and and. You know, if they do get Boomer Harvey back, which I don't know, they don't, they won't get him back this week because of North Melbourne duties. That would have helped them, but yeah, that is going to be a massive clash. But the biggest clash there, out at Warringle Park, between two old rivals in Heidelberg and Greensboro, You know, they're both starting to hit their straps. Harderberg uh, sit, sitting five and one, uh, Greensboro sitting uh, Greensboro sitting five and one, Harderberg sitting five and one, but. Well, with that one draw, that is a very mouth-watering matchup out there. Waringal Park in MC Labor Division Two. There isn't really any matches that that stand out to me. Mainly, uh, mainly the match out at Wotmo Park between St Mary's and Altham. You know, it's. Like, like Fab, Fab, Fabian said, that's going to be the matchup between two very young sides who are pretty uh, pretty close. I feel in terms of uh, um, in terms of how even their sides are. So well, I think what
0: in hearing Fabian speak about his side, you know, it could cause a potential upset, and and more just because you know obviously you're going to speak highly about your own team, but. I think St. Mary's are very capable, and we saw that in the last couple of years as well um, how capable they are. But, you know, yes, the other games in the division aren't as enticing. They're sort of top teams versus bottom teams. But mm. if this year's anything to go by, an upset is <laughs> likely. So. I'll be keeping an eye on all yeah. of them too. Thomastown and Penn Hill,
1: that has the potential to be an upset. You know, yeah, Thomastown have had a tough run of it and since seventh, but Pannon Hill are a much improved sign despite the fact they comfortably went down the previous week, previous week to two lower plenty. I think... They could potentially cause. They have the potential to cause a bit of an upset out at Main Street. Although Homestown, I reckon, still head in as heavy, fa- heavy favourites. Division three. There's a couple of interesting matchups. You know, you've got Reservoir and Harderberg west and La La at the Those two games. Uh, I think, unfortunately, those results might already be confirmed, but Mernda-Kilmore, I reckon that could be a potentially interesting matchup out at out at Waterview Recreation Reserve. Mernda, yeah, they went down to Hoderbergh West, but they'll be looking to again take it up to a top side in Kilmore on their home deck too. But the match of the round out in that division and possibly the whole competition is out at Mill Park Lakes Reserve between South Morang and Old Eltham Collegians. You know, South Morang coming off two losses, Old Eltham Collegians coming into this game on a five-game winning streak. And on top of the ladder. Uh, Yeah, and... They're going. That is a mouth-watering matchup. If you know, if that it's, I reckon their first re- real test. Yeah, they faced Kilmore and Loma, but that both those games have been at home. But this is against South Southmorang side, looking to get back on the winners, get back on the winners list, and, and on their home deck too. So that is a very, a very interesting matchup. And you touched on it before in the women's Mernda Hurstbridge. That is going to be a massive match out out there.
0: Great as always from you, Josh. Appreciate you coming on and and having a chat and giving my voice <laughs> the rest of times throughout this episode as well. So um, yeah, great to hear your thoughts and looking forward to calling with you again on Saturday. Yeah, cannot wait for whatever game we do. And yeah, always a pleasure to jump on the
1: podcast and I'm happy to help out this week as well <laughs> with with uh, with with how you
0: with how you're feeling. Thank you, Josh, and uh, for all the latest news and updates, you can always head to the NFL website, NFL dot org dot au i've been your host nicholas sacco and you've been listening to the NFL podcast